you know, when I was at my peak, I could probably have swung a, a flag stick and hit the ball. <laughs> right. Now I need every little help I can get, something to just make it more forgiving, more fun, and give me the distance. So now I think I appreciate technology a little bit more because I don't have the edge that I used to. This is the Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is the Fitting Room Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Vopel, alongside Nate Adelman. And Nate, we are back at the Callaway booth at the PGA Show. This is, I believe, the third year that we've done um, live podcasts and recorded podcasts from the PGA Show. It's pretty cool. Well, you know that we're at the PGA Show <laughs> for two reasons. <laughs> Number one, I think you can probably hear some background noise. I hear a lot of people. Number two, uh, our voices are getting hoarse. Yes. It's a lot of talking, a lot of time in a big conference room. Some late evenings, some early mornings, <laughs> to, uh, say the, to say the least. Yeah. So, and you still you still give me crap for uh, uh, not being able to speak to Kyle Montgomery last year when we had him on the podcast. We had a Hall of Famer, and you can get a <laughs> word know. out. I was I was I was like squeaking the entire time. But we're here in the booth. It's probably a full eight iron from one side to the other. Pretty yeah, big space we have it here. It is massive for sure. But I'm really excited about what's going to happen, but also what's about to happen, but yeah. also a little nervous. Yeah, we I have, know. You should be nervous. We have a champion. <laughs> we have a Callaway legend. Uh, maybe the longest tenured uh, Callaway staff pro of all time. Uh, if they gave out major, cha <laughs> or if they gave out rings for winning major championships, she'd have a ring on every finger. 93 professional victories. We're of course talking about. LPJ legend Annika Sorensam, and she is waiting to be interviewed by us. She's actually uh, right over Nate's shoulder, kind of giving me a look of like, hey, are we going to start this soon? You said 145. Do you think <laughs> that we can have her teach us how to hit it straight? Um, that's going to be the first question I ask okay, her, perfect. honestly. Okay, yeah, so perfect. we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of great stuff. Um, I know I'm going to talk about the 59 that she shot with the two-ball putter, which is legendary. And she was the first to shoot 59 on tour, yep. but she's actually the second <laughs> member of the 59 club to join us on the podcast. We Man. had... We had Adam Hadwin back in May. Yeah. So uh, wow, two fifty nine. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're, we're, yeah, we have some elite company. You know who's us. never shot a fifty nine? Uh, you. D you. <laughs> neither and neither of us. <laughs> also me. Through, through twelve, I have. <laughs> through, right, through, through twelve. Exactly. Through twelve holes, you have. Yeah. All right. So I'm um, super excited to have Annika on. Um, so without further ado, Nate, let's uh, invite her on and get to it. Jim Furyk here. The key to shooting 59 or even a 58 is listening to the Pirate Ship Show, hosted by Harry Arnett. In fact, if you listen every day, I guarantee you too will be shooting in the 50s. I might actually even fly Harry over to France and have him record a live ship show in the team room right before the Sunday singles matches at the Ryder Cup. So listen to the Pirate Ship Show and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's rejoin AJ and Nate for the fitting room. All right, Nate. We have, um, I would say, one of the biggest names that we've ever had on the Fitting Room podcast. Um, sitting to my left is none other than Annika Sorenstam. Annika, thank you so much for uh, joining Nate and myself and um, gracing us with your presence today. Well, you're very <laughs> kind. Great to be here. Yeah. Are you enjoying the PGA show? Very much so. There's yeah. so much to see. I don't really know where to start or where to end, but uh, if you love golf, this is certainly the place to be. Yeah, and the running joke all week has been um, – so some people are calling it the Callaway booth, but it's not really a booth. It's a little bit bigger than that. It's kind of <laughs> like a universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not kind of the cubicle you would have <laughs> thought. But uh, no, this is uh, universe is pretty good. I mean, the graphic is amazing. You can come here and putt. I mean, is there something you can't do in here? 
I know, no, probably not. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> exactly. I, I, we don't have a, a loft and lie bending adjustment <laughs> machine, but other than that, we got pretty much everything else. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so Annika, we want to talk today. Um, um, obviously, you know, you've had just uh, you know one of the most successful careers in golf. Um, you've seen trends going back from the '90s to today, and when we're talking about fitting specifically. Are there any specific trends have you noticed that have changed significantly, um, whereas maybe their tech, obviously the technology has changed, and maybe some players aren't as field-based, but I'll let you speak to that, but are there some fitting trends that you have noticed that have changed drastically that you could speak to? Well, I mean, I just think nowadays if you don't fit, there's something wrong with it. I mean, it's just a natural thing. I mean, why would you go out and spend hundreds of dollars without really testing anything and, you know, making it... Uh, making it personal i mean that's it used to be that you had to adjust your swing to the equipment now it's okay you've got to make sure that the equipment adjusts to you so uh there's so much to test so much to try and not to make things complicated or confuse anybody but i highly recommend i mean the putting thing especially because we're sitting right here by the putters mm -hmm. i'm looking at that you know it used to just be you know maybe the the loft or the lie now it's a lot more than that so mm. um no I, I i think it's fantastic that you can make the game a little easier uh, depending on who you are, if you're 5'6 or 6'4 and the club head speed and I mean obviously everything is more important to what type of ball you use. It used to just be hit a driver, oh I like it and but now it's it's more of a science where you put all the pieces together, obviously the shaft, the club uh, and the ball. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about what you go through when you see clubs and what it takes to get a club in your bag. So can you walk us through you know, Callaway introduced you with a new club. What what do you look for, and what is the process for that club to earn its you position? You know, interestingly enough, I've never really been interested in the, as far as the, n I love numbers, which is funny, but I've never been interested in, you know, this and why. So Callaway will come to me, whether it's a putter, a wedge, an iron, a ball, or, you know, a wood of any kind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always tell them, I don't want to know any numbers. Just let me hit it. I can... For me, I need to f obviously look at it. Do I like mm -hmm. to look? And then I hit it. Do I like to feel? Mm -hmm. And then when I look at how I hit it, do I like the performance? So for me, I mean, I use a lot of my senses when I hit it. And then obviously they track all the numbers. Uh, yeah, it's important to make sure you have the right, you know, um, ball launch and, and, you know, spin on the ball and all those numbers that you will find on a TrackMan or a serious uh, club fitting machine. But to me, when I start knowing numbers, I try to, I mm. slowly mm -hmm. change my swing to maybe hit a little higher yeah. or hit the ball a little lower. So for me, it's a lot about feel. I mean, I can tell you, give me two or three shots of the club. I can tell you if I like it or not, if it's going to mm -hmm. make the cut and be put in my bag. So, you know, it's just to me, it's, you know, a little bit more of a feel in that sense. But, uh, you know, once you hit one and, you know, the fitting is so great in that sense, they can say, okay, well, try this shaft. This ball would, you know, make the ball go a little higher. Or this one, you can turn it a little easier. Or you're putting too much spin on it, you know, you're losing distance. So, you know, I think it's a good combination to have somebody that knows it from a science perspective yeah. and then also have somebody that, you know, that can play. I mm -hmm. mean, I think a lot of people nowadays get a little bit of, uh, they get the numbers too mixed up in their mind, and then they just look at a club and say, well, I'm not supposed to hit this high, yeah. and then they don't hit it high because somebody told them they shouldn't. <laughs> so I think you have to find, like anything in life, you have to be a balance, but really make sure that it fits you and not somebody else. And, and that's interesting, too, because I feel like that could uh, be like partially like a credit to your success is that maybe you weren't thinking too much 
about the equipment. You know, you got comfortable with the equipment, but you weren't thinking too much about, you know, spin rate or numbers and things like that. It, you just kind of, it looked good, it felt good, you know the ball flight, and then you kind of just went on played. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the way to summarize yeah, right. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that people are so different. Like, I, you know, my sister, she is, uh, you know, she's certified uh, Callaway fitter, mm -hmm. and she knows everything about shafts. She knows everything <laughs> about this and this. And she would ask me, and I look at her, I said, just give me something <laughs> that I can hit. And then we go and play it. It's to me, you know, I, I use my yeah. eyes and I, s I use my feel. But mm -hmm. having said that, yeah, club fitting is really important, and I make sure that I get the right clubs in my hand, especially yeah. now, you know, I don't play as much. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gotten a little older and, you know, it, you just, if you don't play much, you get older, you lose a little muscle and, you know, club head speed is, is less than it was. So yeah. now I need a little bit extra help, which to me, you know, when I was at my peak, I could probably have swung a, a flag stick <laughs> and hit the ball. Right. Now I need every little help I can get, something to just make it more forgiving, more fun, and give me the distance. So now I think I appreciate technology a little bit more because I don't have the edge that I used to. Now how often are you taking clubs in and out of the bag? How often do you like to try new things, sw swap them out, or you find something and you stick a with it? And them? is there one club that maybe you that you always change often? Or more it than will others. never change. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I've been, Callaway is the only company I've been with yeah. since I turned professional. So I've been lucky to be exposed literally every year to something new, whether mm -hmm. it was a, well, in the end, later my career was the ball, but early on it was the woods, and mm -hmm. then it was the irons, and then there was the putters. And then, so, you know, I am one of those players, again, if I find a club that I like, I, you know, I like to keep it. I, I have history with it. I have experience with it. I look you know, I stand over the ball and I go, wow, you know, the two of us have won, you know, the U.S. Open. Yeah. Or the two of us, you know, we have that's done quite that's well. That's a cool feeling. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what that would feel like. <laughs> like that, that sounds like it would be that's cool. But amazing. it is cool. So, yeah. I, you know, if, so if, if I would change, you know, every single club in the bag every year, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have the confidence because everything is new. It takes a while to get used to clubs. So for me, one year I might change out the driver if something really new came on the market. I mean, obviously it has with Callaway. You know, we started with the Big Bertha, and then it was a great Big Bertha, and then yep. it was a Warbird. I mean, you can go, yep. the list is, you know, really long. You know, I would try different things, and maybe every other year I change to something new. And yep. then in the in the odd years, it could have been a new iron, uh, or maybe a new putter, or new ball. But I would never change more than two things in one season, and just mm. because of the confidence factor. Mm. I mean, I, I knew it works, and but I also want to make sure I have the latest. Mm. But if you start changing up too much, I have a feeling that I would be more, okay, is it me or is it the equipment? I mean, we always want to have an yeah. excuse. I knew that it wasn't the equipment. It was something wrong with, with me if I wasn't playing well. Yeah. Uh, what was it about the two ball? You're one of the most successful players that have has ever used the two ball putter, mm -hmm. uh, the white hot. I mean, uh, I think you shot 59 with that putter, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, what was it about the two ball that really kind of, uh, that you kind of connected with? Well, first, I mean, obviously it's the look. Yeah. You know, for me, the stroke was always fine. I had good feel on the greens, but it was the alignment. I had a tendency to aim a little bit too much left, and then, I, you know, right at impact, I somehow, you know, compensate by opening it up a little bit. But with the two ball, I was able to line up a lot straighter. I yeah. mean, we all know that alignment is, is one of the few fundamentals that you need to figure out. Mm -hmm. So I never didn't have to do that little compensation, and, of course, that's something that's more consistent because sometimes I aim a little bit more left and had to compensate a little bit more. This way I was a lot more consistent. I was taking the putters straight back and straight forward. So I started to putt better. And uh, I don't know, I just, 
like I said, I like the look. And again, it goes back to, hey, <laughs> right. the two of us have won, <laughs> you yeah. know, shot 59, <laughs> exactly. so you're going with me. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's touch a little bit on the golf ball. I know you mentioned when the golf ball was new from Callaway. When you're looking at a golf ball, what is it that you look for when, when choosing which ball to play? Well, this is interesting. So this is obviously when Callaway was starting to get into making golf balls. They hired all these engineers, you know, genius people from Boeing. And I was at uh, Carlsbad Hitting Center, a test facility, and one of those engineers said, hey, what, do you, what would you like to see in a ball? And, you know, and I was just dreaming something up. Well, of course, I, wanted, I want more spin, and I want to go further, and I want to make sure it goes straighter. And he took these notes <laughs> like it was nothing, and I thought, didn't he understand? I was kidding. I mean, right. I, you, can't, you can't get this in one ball. <laughs> and he was like, ding, ding, ding. And I'm not kidding. Right. Here we are. Fast forward. Nowadays, you can get that with, you know, the mm -hmm. Callaway ball with mm -hmm. more feel around the greens and the spin, distance, and more accuracy. I'm like, uh -huh. so, yeah, I would say that ball technology has come an amazing way. And, uh, yeah, it's made a difference. Yeah, because, like, between, right, the, the Rule 5 ball what, that we first introduced and then, um, obviously, Chrome Soft, mm -hmm. it's like, Chrome Soft is the compromise breaker. It has all those low spin off the tee, feel around the greens, all those things. You, you might have been responsible for all that. No, I don't <laughs> think I was, but I do remember when I had that Rule 35, and you know, I, I started out with uh, the blue version, and then they had the red version, yeah. and uh, and I was really sad when that went away, and they, <laughs> they tried to calm me down and said, it's okay, we got a new version, and so here we are, like you said, with the Chrome Soft, it's a pretty good combo. Yeah, that's awesome. So how many times are you getting out to play uh, nowadays? You know, I don't really play much, but I do a lot of charity events. Um, yeah. I do a lot of uh, demonstrational clinics to young young kids especially. And yeah, tell uh, us about that a little bit. You know, it, I mean, that's kind of where I spend my time with yeah. Annika Foundation and just to inspire the next generation. And obviously equipment is a big deal. And, and you know, I talk to them about my experiences out there. But, you know, we have six global events now. And Callaway is a big supporter of mm -hmm. our initiative. So that's we're great. very, very thankful for that. Uh, you got to get the right clubs in That's these right. kids' hands <laughs> early, you know, to make an impression. So, well, what tips do you have for parents out there to make sure that they they do that to make sure the game is fun for their kids? Well, that's that's the key. Make it fun. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I we have two kids, and they're not really they're not hooked on golf. So, so we're trying to figure out how can we make them <laughs> enjoy right. a little bit more. Yeah. So it's all about having fun. I want mm -hmm. our kids to associate golf with fun, mm -hmm. like something that makes them smile. Like, yeah, let's go out with mommy and daddy, and mm -hmm. so. You know, we kind of let them do a few things that they like. You know, of course, you know, maybe a little reward in the end with a little ice cream or something. Yep. But, you know, I let them be. I don't give them a lot of uh, tips. As a matter of fact, every time I try to say something, you know, mm. keep your hands closer or, you know, they're like, tell yeah, me right. to be quiet. <laughs> and they always keep saying that I don't know anything. So <laughs> I just I let them be. Let them have kids. Right. Let Can, you nothing, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Right. Can you imagine? That's so, so funny. You know, I think you just got to let them be. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're in the bunker. I've, you know, I've seen my kids do, um, you know, sand angel. It's not part of the golf <laughs> etiquette. But, you know, on a, on hey, a Friday night, yeah. Friday yeah. night at 7.30 p.m., there's nobody on the course. I'm going to let them do what right. they want. So. I saw Nate last time we played golf. Uh, Nate was actually doing uh, yeah. sand angels <laughs> as well in the bunker. It's fun for me, too. Sometimes bring a shovel, you know. Right. You should just have some of your tapes in the – on the TV, ready to go for when they tell you that they don't, you don't you know don't what you're know talking anything. about. Just yeah. hit play. Oh, yeah. Just let me watch show you this. Yeah, Boom. or just go to YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or YouTube. Either or. Yeah, that. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we'll let you run. We know you're busy, but uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, we might have to make this a yearly occurrence because this sure. was a great conversation with no, you. No, it was fun. Thanks yeah. for yeah, having thank me. Yeah, thank you luck. so much, uh, and enjoy the rest of your time here. Likewise. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>